0: Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for December the 28th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast, hosted here on YouTube and on podcast services around the world five days a week. This is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But I hope you all had a fantastic holiday if you were celebrating last week, this is the first day back here on the podcast, and I'm ready to round out the year strong. Now, with that being said, the week between Christmas and New Year's tends to be a pretty laid-back week in terms of news here in the gaming industry, because a lot of people are still just taking the rest of the week off and picking things back up at the first of the year at the start of next week. But the show must go on, so you can stay tuned to the YouTube feed, and there are a couple of extra videos that I have coming your way. Nothing to announce right now, but stay tuned. I have some ideas. But as for today, there is still plenty of news to dive into because games are now making more than movies and sports combined, generating almost $180 billion per year. While the COVID-19 pandemic has led to many challenges in the gaming industry, it has not seen the industry at large get hit financially. Due to gaming being an at-home activity, the hobby has seen a huge uptick in both spending and playtime. As a result of safety regulations and quarantine restrictions, the gaming industry is now making more money than the movie and sporting industry combined. According to data from the International Data Corporation, as reported on by MarketWatch, global gaming revenue is expected to be around $197.7 billion by the end of the year. That is up roughly 20% from last year, and the significant rise can be attributed to the pandemic and continued success of the Nintendo Switch, and of course the console launches for PS5 and Series X and S. In 2019, the film and sports industries brought in a combined $175 billion, and both are down significantly this year. While console sales are on the rise, the biggest boost in gaming revenue has come from mobile gaming. Smartphone titles have been an overall revenue boost of nearly 25% and are now up to a projected $87.7 billion. A bulk of that revenue comes from Asia and Pacific as it makes up $56.6 billion of those regions. This data backs up a report from the NPD Group last month which says the gaming spending in the US has risen 22% to $44.5 billion during the first 11 months of 2020. Gaming hardware makes up roughly $4 billion of that amount, while the other $38 billion comes from software. The most significant rise is the number of consumers playing games, as it has risen to 79% of US consumers. December looks to be another strong month for the gaming industry, as Xbox Series X and PS5 restocks continue to occur and games are given as gifts during the holiday season. And indeed, it is going to continue rising. But this is a very, very monumental milestone because it shows how big gaming has become. And of course, as this article says, COVID-19 and the year that has been 2020 has driven gaming to new heights. It has been one of the few ways that we can stay connected with our friends and also escape from what's happening in the world around us. The power of gaming is very, very important, especially in times like these. Now, when it comes to the significance as compared to movies and sports, of course, that is a conversation that should never really even be had because each individual likes what they like. Some people love video games. Some people love movies. Some people love sports. Some people love disc golf whatever you might be into that's perfectly fine Uh, but it shows how big gaming has become and how far it will continue to go in the future because this is really just the beginning now one of the questions i have is as the world begins to normalize as people begin to head back into work and life begins to resume similar to the way that we saw it in 2018 and 2019 What does gaming look like? Will these figures actually drop because fewer people have time to be at home playing games? Because more people are able to go back out and spend time with friends and go out to public events and go to concerts and bars? Is that going to change the trajectory? That is something that is yet to be seen because the only way we will know is through the passage of time. You can't really predict that kind of thing. But if I did have to guess, I would say that while these peak figures will drop, you will see a significant rise as compared to the levels of pre-COVID. So what I mean by this is that while we might not continue growing at this rate in the gaming industry, you will see a definitive spike where a lot of the people that might have picked up a smartphone game while they were home uh, from their job or maybe they got laid off during the COVID-19 pandemic, those people that are beginning to go back to work and find new opportunities will still support those gaming habits that they picked up during the quarantine maybe not in the capacity that they had them, but they will still continue to play games when they find the time. And again, that is just my personal prediction, but hey, we will have to wait and see what happens. But gaming continues to grow, and if you do want to read more, the report on Market Watch is a very in-depth report. It's got figures and interviews and plenty of stuff for you to dive in there. Now, as I said, a bit of an abbreviated show today, but CDPR, of course, that being CD Project Red, states it will defend itself vigorously against Cyberpunk 2077 class action lawsuits, of which currently I believe there is one, but more could be on the way. The Cyberpunk saga continues. CD Projekt Red has stated it will vigorously defend itself against a class-action lawsuit recently filed against the Polish developer and publisher in the wake of Cyberpunk 2077's Less Than Stellar launch. As reported by Bloomberg, New York's Rosen law firm filed suit December 24th, alleging that CDPR misled its investors in regards to the quality of the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the highly anticipated RPG. The suit states that CDPR did not accurately disclose details that the last gen edition of Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable and that the developer's statements were materially false and misleading, which Rosen alleges led to damages for CDPR's investors. These suits ask the court to assert, uh, excuse me, ascertain whether CDPR intentionally hid the PS4 and Xbox One editions' performance and quality from the company's investors and shareholders. Whether there is actually any evidence of this remains to be seen. Although many have raised eyebrows at CDPR's decision to only supply PC review codes to the press. The lawsuit itself reportedly contains errors, which may also hamper chances at a successful trial. Cyberpunk 2077 launched December 10th on PC, PS4, and Xbox One after a development and hype cycle that lasted some seven years. However, in light of the poor performance of the action-packed RPG on PS4 and Xbox One, CDPR was forced to offer refunds for the console's sales, with Sony pulling the title from its PlayStation Store entirely. Despite the controversial launch, Cyberpunk 2077 has still sold somewhere in the region of 13 million copies. Now, one point that I do want to make is that the game wasn't actually in development for seven years. Development actually began sometime around 2016, but the game was in these preliminary planning stages as far back as eight years ago. Now, with that being said... Again, I'm not going to get into the logistics of the lawsuit itself, but in a hypothetical sense, if this was to go to a courtroom, would you actually be able to justify the actions of CDPR? And in my personal opinion, I do think that the performance of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions was misleading because of the videos that they shared showcasing what to expect on PS4 and Xbox One. These videos came out, they were released, you see how the game runs hypothetically on PS4 and Xbox One, and that's just not the final product that was delivered. And so, that is what I see from a consumer's point of view. I'm not even sure what the investors have been clued in on because that could change things drastically. Insiders see much more information than we do as members of the public. So I don't know what was shared. And then on top of that, if you do have an investor in CD Projekt Red... What are the chances they are actually going to look at the gameplay? Is this something that they care about in their daily life? Because a lot of investors just throw money at promising opportunities and enjoy sipping mimosas on their yachts rather than actually being invested in what these people are spending their money on. Uh, So this could have been something that was pointed out, but investors just didn't say anything because they didn't take note of it. Again, I'm just hypothesizing here getting all of my thoughts out into the open void, uh, but we will see what happens because this is going to be a story that continues through at least the first chunk of 2021 as the team continues grinding away trying to make the best version of the game that is possible on last gen hardware while also developing that next gen update that should launch sometime next year. Uh, and again, i I want this game to be good, and I'm not covering this story because I enjoy it. I'm covering it because you should know what's going on. I want Cyberpunk to have a huge redemption story because I would love to play the game that's sitting on my shelf right now. But it's just not ready yet. It's still in the oven, so to speak. And so I'm looking forward to whenever that baking process is actually done. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below, and let me know how your Christmas was, if you did celebrate, and what you are looking forward to in the new year, gaming or otherwise. Would love to hear what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.